0: But also, if you use the code SOUTHERN20, you get to save even more on this special pricing for right now at VortexOptics.com. Again, check out the new eyewear from VortexOptics.com and use the promo code SOUTHERN20 to save on their brand new eyewear. Hey, everybody. This is Kyle V, host of the Ozark Podcast.
1: If you like the Southern Outdoorsman Podcast, we have a show for you. We sit down with local outdoorsmen of Arkansas, Missouri, and Oklahoma to talk all things hunting, fishing, conservation, history, and culture in the Ozark Mountains region. Just like the outdoorsmen who live here, we follow the seasons and interview regional experts to discuss the pursuits of hunting turkeys, bears, and whitetail, as well as the science behind their conservation. Join me and my co-host Kyle Plunkett every Wednesday, and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode.
0: All right, guys. We are at the 2019 World Beer Expo. I have Scott Shear over here from Broadside Camera. What's going on, dude? What's up, brother? Hey, good been, to see you again. Yeah, it's been awesome, and uh, it's been a busy week. <laughs> So far. I know, I know for you, especially coming down, doing a little yes. film project and everything as well. Yeah, it has. Uh, so we're here to talk about really what you got going on at Broadside. Thank you. For anyone that does not know about Broadside Camo, uh, it's something that you kind of, it's been your baby for what, about six years or so?
1: That's right. Six years. Um, started in, had the first idea in 13 and I made my first like prototype test sample. Could I actually do something in 13? And then launched spring of 14 with a little small group out of Texas
0: fantastic well you know what was the kind of the the start of broadside like what kind of made you want to come up with your own pattern and kind of do your own camo at first
1: yeah um so my first hunting i started hunting let me back up i hunted squirrels when i was a little young teenager middle schooler probably like most of us you get your bb gun and you go shoot everything you can you know i'm shooting birds on a line i'm shooting squirrel everything i could get my hold of frogs and creeks all that kind of stuff Uh, and then i hit I want to say it was about like my freshman or sophomore year. I put down my fishing pole. I put down my BB gun and I just never went back outside, but I was, I was outside, but I was playing golf for the you know high school team or I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm doing that kind of thing. And then I get a car and you know what happens then, or at least for me, car meant freedom. Cars meant I want to try to get to my lady friend,
0: freedom girls, yep. freedom. You know how it is. Oh, I mean, yeah.
1: young raging hormones is a teenager. Uh, so I never really got back into hunting until 34. So that is really big, like 17, 18 year window, if not more, where I, I, I never was in that setting. Um, I was living in uh, downtown Austin, mm-hmm. Metroplex, city life, young single bachelor, everything that goes along with that, unfortunately. Um, and I started to, yeah, you know, really just get empty. Just truth be told and being mm-hmm. candid, I'm getting kind of emotional. Thank you. I, that boy, that did not take long. Thank you. Um, I started to really just kind of feel empty, and what I was doing just was was worthless it was meaningless Mm -hmm. i mean i had i had a lot of friends i had a good car but what did it do for me and i never really felt the hole um as strong as i was the older and older i got so as i started to back out of the downtown scene as i started to get out of look for better more life fulfilling hobbies Mm -hmm. uh end of season january 13 i go hunting with my brother-in-law and I'm sitting over this field, and it's in Texas. I'm from Central Texas. For those of you that don't know me, I'm a native Texan that's now living in Michigan. But I'm sitting over this field. Of course, they've got a feeder. It's this beautiful tank, beautiful field. It's probably about 100 yards long, maybe 300-yard 300, 300 wide is what I could see. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching the sun come up. I'm sitting in the box, and the sun's coming up. And I'm seeing that dew turn to frost. And it's just like this perfect serene moment, right? Mm-hmm. The sun's cresting out. This doe comes walking through, and I text my brother-in-law, like, hey, I've got a doe in front of me. And he says, take her. I'm like, okay, I know what to do. He'd given me a 30 out 6 foot. So I'd raise up, shoot her, drop her, and I'm just sitting there watching it. And I see her last breath go out in the mist, you know, just that nice cloud, and I can see the the wound is now is kind of breathing a little bit. And it, it just had this complete richness that I just loved, that I was... I was hooked. Mm -hmm. I was absolutely hooked. And I said, okay, after that Dad I said, I want to hunt with you. I want to be on the lease next year. I want to be able to do this more and more and more. What do I got to do? So he said, excuse me. So he got on. And as I started hunting that next fall, it was ridiculously hot. I had never thought and conceptualized what clothing was like in Texas. I mean, as as a Texas native, you just go do your thing. But being in a hunting environment, what that meant, I had no idea. I was a rookie. And I, I picked up a bow solely so I could get an extra month of hunting in. I was so fiending for hunting and being in that element again that I got a bow. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I, I shot in like middle school, like summer camp.
2: Yep. I can do this. Oh, yeah.
1: So I go to Craigslist because they didn't have Facebook back then. Yes, I'm that old. Um, so I, I go get this, these two bows from this guy. I start shooting and start practicing. I get out. And, uh, I think I was out September 1st trying to hog hunt. It was my first, and I'm, man, I'm sweating bullets. And as you guys know, you know, south, central Texas, anywhere along, shoot, anywhere in August, you're still hot. Mm-hmm. September's still hot. So I I started getting there, and everything I went to the store for, none of it was really the lightweight stuff that I made now. Mm-hmm. It didn't exist, because what they were doing was taking all the stuff from the Midwest, they make their big bulk orders, and they just push it down to the south, and they go, hey, Southerners, this is what you get.
2: Suck it. There Deal with go.
1: it. And it was really before all the the performance materials had come out. And that was right at the beginning of like where performance material was starting to take over everything. Mm -hmm. Right. So it didn't exist, but I was already making and manufacturing, um, athletic arm sleeves as fundraisers for high schools, middle schools, um, Susan G Komen, Mm -hmm. locals and nationals. So I, I had some apparel making history just a little bit, but enough. So I sent my manufacturer and said, Hey, can I make, Shirts? Can I make face covers? Can I make long sleeve shirts? Yeah, sure. That's fine. Okay, well, what picture? Any picture you want. Really? Well, in central Texas, you have to understand it. Realtree doesn't look like any, it doesn't fit. Mossy Oak doesn't fit. No camo that I could find looked like the environment that I was hunting in. Mm-hmm. So I started taking pictures of my iPhone 4. And when I say pictures with my iPhone 4, I mean, like, if you think back that far, yeah, I think it was like a six, four, six megapixel, oh, yeah. four, eight megapixel oh, yeah. picture. Like it was basic, but it was great for the time. And so the little picture that I used was maybe a quarter at best of what I actually wanted. And so I'm distorting it. It got all kind of distorted and pictured. But as I'm kind of going through this mental process of what I think I would do, I'm approaching my local bow shop. and say, hey, this is your shop. You've been in archery a long time. What do you think of this idea? What do you think of this camo look? What do you think of this lightweight stuff? I had uh, athletic arm sleeves, Mm -hmm. a face cover and shirt, right? That was it. So he goes, well, hey, I got a barbecue for you. It's coming up. It's kind of a season opener, kickoff. Why don't you try to sell some there? And if you do well, I'll carry it. And man, I went through the roof. I was like, well, how much are you going to charge me? He goes, nothing. I just want to see if it works too. And if it goes well, I'll carry it. Shoot. <laughs> so I, I set up a table. I got the I got arm sleeve shirt and face cover, the wrong colors, the wrong sizes. And in about four hours, I did $1,300 of sales. Oh, dude. I went, oh, crap. I got to pay attention to this. Like there's something real here. And my entrepreneurial brain said, start a business, like yep. go for it, really go for it. And so then it was like, I got to find a manufacturer that does pants and boom, boom, boom. Long story short, I've, I've spent the last four or five years, like going through the ups and downs of apparel world. Now, mind you, I'm probably the number 229th camo on the market. Um, but I think I have a very specific niche or at least a very different approach than everybody else. Yes. And that's, that's really what i'm i get i get jazzed up about i, I really want to educate people on it that unfortunately i have to do a lot of educating that's part of the joy of it but it's also part of the struggle mm-hmm. um but I've, i'm finally at a point now or at least what I, I what i feel like i'm probably the best position i've ever been from a most compli- complimentary line both in the the type of products you that. okay so uh, that said
2: but terrible contrast. And a disclaimer, this is... someone, someone hacked it.
0: <laughs> All right, so that was cut. Oh. All right, so we're going to get going. Three, two, one. All right.
1: All right, so I'm probably at a point now where I have the most complimentary line that I, I've ever had, uh, both from a design perspective, um, tree stand, ground blind, cold winter, a heavy gear, a mid-weight gear, a lightweight gear. And now I've just launched VersaLite. So I had Versa before, which is a reversible print. Um, and credit to Art Noki up in um, Wisconsin, who said, hey, just make it reversible. Like it was this no big thing. You know, you know how some people just can kind of see things differently? That's who this guy is. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, I don't want to carry three different design lines. That's, you know, I got to do six different sizes, both in shirts and pants and jackets and hoodies. And for each design, that's just too much to manage. So for all of you that are thinking about getting apparel, try not to. It's, it's a lot to take on um but he goes just make it reversible mm-hmm. and he said it was like oh you're thirsty just go get water like yeah, oh exactly. you're hungry just go have some food he said it that casual and nonchalant and lo and behold we made it work and so i think i think i could be wrong but i think i'm the first and only reversible full complementary line on the market pants hoodie face cover shirts two different designs ground and pound spot and stock, spring turkey, early fall bow, tree stand like in one set you can have all that. Yep. Quality material is good, the construction's good. I've got some kind of nuances at the end of the gear that people like. Um, I love it. I'm I'm just such an excited spot right now.
0: So, a little bit more about the closer pattern, which is what you have on. So guys right now, for anyone listening in their truck or vehicle, uh, we're actually filming this as well. Uh, but right now Scott is actually wearing the uh, the Versalite uh set right now which is your pants and shirt correct right.
1: and then face cover and then gloves that go along with it.
0: it excellent so the cool thing about this shirt right here is personally so you sent us a set me and both and andrew yep. and we've been testing it and i've been extremely impressed especially with the pants of how light comfortable and breathable they are Yep. because that's one thing you know living in the south now you know coming from uh you know south alabama or central Alabama. Uh, you know, one thing that we definitely work with a lot is, is high humidity in super hot weather, yes. Okay, yeah. which sucks. Yeah. It, it sucks the life out of you. And now where you were at, is probably, you know, a little bit of humidity, but also a lot of dry temperature as well. And just super hot,
1: uh, central Texas. Yeah. West Texas. Yeah. Dry okay. central Texas. You're still carrying 50% humidity or oh. better.
0: Oh God. Yeah. yeah. See, it's no fun, but the cool thing about these pants are they're super breathable and I like the shirt as well. Uh, so the cool thing though, about the pattern, that's one thing I want to highlight on Yeah. Which, yeah. By the way, congratulations with the uh, Arrow Hunter Flex. Ah, thank you. So we have the uh, closer pattern actually on the Flex saddle, uh, which is coming out. So that's fantastic. So kind of give us a, an example again about how you got this picture that you really printed on here. Because it's not like a, you know, a lot of other camos out there, it's like it's a textile. They make a pattern and they just yes. multiply it. Yep. This is not like that.
1: Correct. Absolutely correct. So it's it's one of the blessings of this. It's also one of the curses of it. Um, so, again, if you go back to the story there, I took that my iPhone and I took that picture. Well, as it got distorted, I'm taking a little quarter small inch picture and I got to distort it for somebody that's uh, you know, a torso that's two and a half feet tall. That makes a really big distortion. Mm-hmm. So what I learned there was a better quality camera makes a better quality picture. We all understand that. So it's all DSLR time after that from then on. So I said, oh, okay, well, here we go. So as I started going through and I started taking pictures, I, I go into the field and I say, man, if I want a tree stand, what do I, what's the look that I want? If I want a ground line, what's the look that I want? What colors do I want to see? Which also makes it time dependent. You know, if if I have the idea in June and I'm trying to create a hardwood like I just did with the Omega, Mm -hmm. I had to wait till December and January till the cold snap happened, the snow happened, the leaves turn, half the leaves drop. I had to wait for all that for my idea. Mm -hmm. Conversely, when I had my first real, uh, sorry, my second, this pattern, now the closer, I had to wait for the spring to come because I wanted that vibrant green. I wanted the good pops in it. So I'm, I'm just kind of chewing. I, I can't fake it yep. because I don't do any editing. This is not a computer program that's like most patterns or most designs will do. They'll take a, you know, a, a graphically generated background and then they'll start to overlay portions of real pictures. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. It works. And a lot of their cameras really good. Everybody knows it. Um, but what I've done is a true digital picture then translate it top to bottom. Which gives two things in my mind. One, an absolute clarity and unique detail that is just unprecedented. Second to that is every one of my garments is identical.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because it's that picture and it's, it's not in repeat. Yep. So you're not catching that pattern or that design picture as a portion. And, you know, the white, the white splotch is on your chest. It's on your neck. It's on your hip, right hip, left hip. No, every one of my pieces looks the same. And I've done that with intentionality. So where this design on the closer specifically lands is really, really important. So I'm going to be candid for all of you left handers out there. I'm really, really sorry. There's just not enough of you in this particular example. So as a right hander, as you can, from video perspective, I'll try to talk through is what I'm doing. So as a bow hunter in a tree stand, most of you are right handed. So you're going to anchor with your right and you're going to post your bow with your left. Well, as I anchor with my right, let me see, moving into frame as I post in with my right, Anchored, you've got a white patch underneath the arm. Mm-hmm. Then goes into a green as I come across from my right shoulder to my left. On my left chest and ab, mm-hmm. I've got my white patch of the, of that sky pattern. And then as I post out with my left, you get more. So as I'm doing that drawn position and opening up my flank, if you will, yep. to target just in case I get seen. If I'm not perfect, I've made sounds. I've kicked you know kicked the stand trying to get into good set or. I try to draw and it's not as smooth. I'm used to practicing because let's be honest, I've gotten excited in the stand a couple times and it's it's not as easy as I thought it was supposed to be because it's a different situation. Well, that movement, that sound, that's where most people get busted, mm-hmm. right? Your know, target picks his head up, his or her head up, looks up and they're out the door. Well, what I'm finding in my experiences, my encounters and what my loyal fans are now saying is they get away with more stuff because of it. So as that happens, as long as you freeze... For just that half second, they'll look, they'll look, they'll go back to what they're doing because they're not making you out. And to me, that's worth every penny from that moment on. If yes. that's the target buck, if that's the target doe, you know, those nanny does are harder to get than some of the bucks. Um, it doesn't matter what your target is. I don't ever want your situation, your ideal situation. Let's say it's uh, you're, you're eating tag soup all season long. It's you're on your last set. There's that dough. Man, I get to get at least get something this year. And boom, you hang up. And then that's where the moment happens and she's out the door. Your season's toast. Mm-hmm. But if I can buy you the four or five seconds to get pin on target and send it, now you're filling fill the freezer? It's huge. That's huge. Yep. I mean that's that's the end of a good story versus a bad story, like totally different. Good season, bad season.
0: Exactly. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the closer pattern for yep. anyone that's listening right now. So the closer pattern is really based off of a photo that you guys took down right. there in South Texas. Yep. And it's that a mesquite? What tree is that? So
1: it's a live oak. Central Texas. It's a a, a live oak.
0: Okay. Yep. So it's got a little. It's, you can see there. There's a trunk that goes pretty much from the, your right side up up towards the neck, and then you yep. got all the branches. Now, one thing that's really distinct about this pattern is all the open white areas, so yep. the sky. When I first saw this, I was like, that almost looks like too aggressive, okay? Yep. I mean, I think a lot of people, they see it for the first time. They're like, that is like, whoa, that will not work. Yep. The first thing is like, whoa, I don't, I don't know about that. And then, you know, you kind of see it a little bit more, and you're like, okay, maybe. And then you see it up in a tree, because when you're wearing it, you cannot see what your stuff looks like. Right. Again, yeah. I had seen some of your stuff before, but again, you know, selfie, that can only show so much. When Andrew show, showed me the footage that you guys filmed oh, of yeah, you up right. in a tree, and literally there's there's a there's a section in that video that you're using for the trade show where literally you're facing the tree and you just got a black hat on and, like, didn't see any of that. It's a shot of, like, your chest up, okay, right. in between some trees. Yep. And all you do is, like, turn your head, and I'm like, I did not know that was him. <laughs> and, dude, I'm looking at it. It's ridiculous. And the cool thing about the pattern is I think up close, you look at it, you're like, okay, the farther you get from it, I think the better it looks as well. Right. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yes. I mean, I mean, why I mean farther. I don't, I'm not talking 100 yards. I'm talking like 20, 15 yards, 20 yards, 30 yards. Yeah. It just like it just opens up even more. It so. becomes
1: it becomes more effective. And, yeah. You know, a lot of you guys have seen it. You, all of us have shopped camo. You know, and you've seen it. You've looked at it. and You go, okay, man, this looks really good up close. Exactly what you're going. Mm-hmm. You go, but what's that going to look like at 20 yards? What's that going to look at 30 yards? Oh, you're just going to block out. You're going to become monochromatic. And this example, the contrast. So there's there's four major tenets of camo that I'm really trying to play with. Right. Mm-hmm. You've got color, contrast, texture, um, color, contrast, texture, and depth, depth. Thank you. So I'm really trying to play with both of those. So the fine detail that's re- looks really good to our eye, which let's be honest, makes us want to wear something yeah. for each other. And I feel cool and mm-hmm. man, I feel really effective, which is a confidence builder, which is important, man. Confidence is hugely important. Yep. If you're not confident in your gear, what your capabilities are, You're not going to be as effective. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's also that like swagger. Like, hey, this stuff looks good. But as that gets away, you lose the fine detail, like the lichen that's growing on the oak trunk. You're not going to see that. But what you will see is that gray shade. And that's important. uh, A la your pine trees. So, you know, some of your green, the green live oak now just looks kind of like a green mass, just like the pine, you know, the branches, the needles of a pine just looks like a green mass at distance. The, the oak, you know, you get the browns and the grays and the kind of the darker blacks. All that, all those same colors are there. So some of the guys will come and go, man, if you would just make a pine tree. Man, just please make a pine tree and I'll wear your camo. And I'm so glad we did that this week. Because yes. we're in Cahaba WMA and we see these pines and I was like, you know what? I've had enough guys that are asking me about pines. And I know it works because I've got guys that are using it. I go, let's let's take the Coca-Cola Pepsi Challenge. So I go I go skinning up a, a pine tree, and I'm in that set. And that that's the very set that he's describing there is mm-hmm. just gone. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you've got uh, a hickory background, a pine background, an oak background, a hardwood, open sky. Like that light transference is going to come through, and that's what you care about. It, yes. Even in the darkest of canopies, you're going to have just a little light crack here and there which makes this closure design brilliant Yes, because it's not over the top. If, if you guys, some of your, uh, as you're listening there and you can, if you're a camo connoisseur and you can think of skyline or sticks and limbs or uh, vertigo is probably the most common one that you might think of. Those are a little bit, what I would call aggressive in the white. You kind of use that yes. term a little bit before yes. and you, you start to get to 50% or more of white. Now you're going to have your inverse effect. It's going to be a little bit too much. Now you're going to be the opposite of what you want. You're going to be kind of a little bit of a glow effect. So this is dominantly greens, and then your white, and then you get into your darks, your grays, and your blacks.
0: Well, one thing I like about it, it, ha- it actually shows shadows on the ca- yes. the camo. I don't yeah. think there's another camo out there. There's not one that actually shows shadows in it. true shadows and that's what i think makes it look even more efficient because if it was all one tone where it was all like greens on Mm -hmm. there like you have some patterns where it's all like greens then you get like some lighter color browns and everything this actually has shadows in behind some of the green and to be honest when you're in especially like early season natural vegetation again even if there's not much vegetation around you it shows all these different shadow effects and these these highlight effects and i think that's what helps add that depth to absolutely it, which makes that deer i mean even my eyes you look through it i mean in the video the first time i saw it i was looking through you every yeah. time and then you moved i was like oh sh-. i was like oh <laughs> god dude like the craziest one is when derek's on the ground like oh, in, the, in, right. the set- in the omega yes with the shotgun he yes. gets up walks and i'm like okay cool i'm like that you know that was all right and then you freaking step into it yeah. i'm like he was right there the whole time i was i
1: was already there that's right so i'm already so what do you kind of describe there um, so think spring Turkey for all of you, you know, let's transition just a little bit because a lot of guys think that my stuff is just for whitetail hunting. It's great for whitetail hunting, but it really has versatility, hence the name Versa to go into uh, spring Turkey. So in this particular setting, we're, we're kind of on a, a soft mountain slope, but it has, it has all the deciduous, you know, the brown leaves that have still dropped. It's got all the sticks, it's got mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. It's got a little green vegetation coming through and he's on a little slope. So as he's kind of hunkered into the slope, Mm -hmm. he's standing there and it had just kind of this little crest right behind his head. So as he's tucked in, got a shotgun ready and his Omega, mind you, the Omega side, the more hardwood look, it's blending in brilliantly. Mm -hmm. Uh, For those of you who can't see, I don't want to take my shirt off, but (laughs) it has this kind of a shade, you know, your greens, your browns, your, sorry, your, your browns, your golds, your grays, your darkers. So it's blending brilliantly. Mm -hmm. Well, as that, camera set up we kind of want to say hey let it be fun to do a bait and switch like it'd be really fun to do a bait and switch so you can see his head you can see his hands yeah yeah. and everybody's like oh man there he is and Mm -hmm. as so as we're going through this three-day expo right now i guarantee you we've probably sold 10 sets off that video alone and most importantly that one subsection this video is like five seconds long so everybody sees him and he stands up and he walks out of the picture well as he's walking out the camera stays looking and i'm still standing there and I'm in front of you the whole time. Whole time. And then I just take my own step. And, man, I tell you, it, we should be recording the people's reactions to this. Yes. Because I'm seeing people roll away, people hitting their heads. So we had a, a guy from Germany yesterday, and he hits his head. scheiße. Which, if yeah. you're German, you know what that means. Um, and he had this, like, oh, my gosh, total epiphanous moment. Obviously, he went home with some. Um, but it, it was. it's just it's really – You you can get away with more – With less, if that makes sense. You don't have to have as much stuff. And for me, Mm -hmm. call me visually bored. I need to see a lot. I want to see as much as I can. Whether that's so that I can get ready or that I can just look at more and I I don't get as mentally bored fast fast, as fast. Mm -hmm. So I want to get people out of these little tight shooting holes or shooting lanes and just open it up. Like, yeah. challenge yourself. Get a little bit a little closer to that cut field or that cut line edge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, put one or two trees in front of you instead of shooting through little tight windows. Yep. Because that tight window, if that doesn't fit, you're done. Yeah. And how many how many of us hunters have had this tight lane or this alley or the, this hole and that buck or little crosses and, and you didn't get to get set? But if you had had another one a little bit to your left, you'd had something because mm-hmm. they're still in range and you're just waiting for them to hopefully come back into that. Well, to me, get it, the get door open, put a little bit more faith in the reliability in the camo, it'll play.
0: Well, let, let's talk about also, you know, the Versa and the, especially the closer pattern when it comes to saddle hunting.
2: Ah, right. I, I feel yeah.
0: like it is a perfect mesh because just the the position you're in in a saddle yeah. already looks more natural than a tree stand when you're standing straight up. Agreed. Okay. yep. And it add this pattern to it and the versatility to be able to work around trees. Yes, Dude. Yeah. I mean they don't have a chance as long as long if they can't smell you, dude, good luck.
1: Yeah, amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um so the way this one, oh hey going guys. Good
0: to see you. Got a, got a couple they guys. Get a, come yeah, by.
1: We, yeah, so we have a couple clients that we just saw a couple about two hours ago come down I want to shake their hands. Thanks again, guys. Oh good. Um so from a saddle perspective, um I've I caught the fever and I caught the craze last fall. Mm-hmm. So I started studying, started watching videos, just like many of you have listening. And if you haven't, you probably will at least look into it. Yeah. Um, but thousands have already jumped into them. That's why everything's, you know, on back order as it is, blowing and it's, it's up. blowing oh, yeah. up, right? So I had bought my saddle. Um, I hadn't really gotten into it yet because of the timing, and I'm I'm heading to an expo in Wisconsin in March, and I get an email from somebody, and they say, "Hey, uh, we're really interested in using your design for one of our saddles. We think it would look." perfectly brilliant exactly what we're looking for and what saddle hunters need Mm -hmm. i said okay sure (laughs) let's talk about it so we ended up working out a great deal um so it was one of three three designs that the kestrel flex offers Mm -hmm. so it's predator fall gray it's asad and now it's us Um, but from that perspective once you're out there and elevated, you're in the wind right i say in the wind you're fully exposed as a saddle hunter you know as a a lock on or tree stand guy you can kind of block up against that trunk and you can kind of use that, let that use it for you for a little bit. But what you also end up creating, and this is for me why I really, really like some of the saddle stuff visually mm-hmm. uh, is you get, you find yourself getting into L shapes, right? You yes. start getting into 90 degrees, you know, your legs cross, they go vertical, then you've got your platform and you start to get into what I think are unnatural visual lines, right? Nothing straight in very, 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 very little stuff is straight in nature, Mm -hmm. Um, much less 90 degree turns. Um, Whereas you get into a saddle, you can use that trunk. And as you put to a lean, you actually start to visually look like a branch or a Y in a trunk, right? Yes. You've got a trunk, you lean back against it. Now you're just another Y in branch. Well, with this saddle, uh, the the Kestrel Flex broadside, and then my gear going, complementing it, Mm You really are in the wind. I mean, it, it's we've got a picture upstairs, and it's just gone. You know, the, the legs dissipate away, the butt, because where the saddle hit dissipates and the, the top dissipates. It's It all just flows so well together that you end up just getting a canopy perspective from mm-hmm. the ground. Even the unnatural angles become canopy. Yes. It's really cool. And,
0: and the one thing I liked about saddle hunting, and I know we've talked about saddle hunting a lot on these episodes, guys. So if you're not a saddle hunter, you're tired of it, sorry, you're going to hear more about it. It's, we're, we're passionate about it, and we like it. So the cool thing about saddles in general is I feel like you could get away with any camo at that angle and you look like a dead tree. But the thing is adding this to it makes it where you you don't even look like a branch in a lot of situations, especially if you have a little bit of green around you, you just blend out. And that's what I saw in that video is instead of just having like a darker shade on or something like that. Like again, I've ran uh everybody knows I ran badlands all last year, a badlands uh, FX approach and it's a darker color And when you're sitting there, you look like a dead limb. But when you were wearing this, early season, it's going to stand out. When you're wearing this, dude, um, Andrew did not do any visual effects to that. No, There was no visual effects. He didn't even really edit. I mean, that was like cut edit. That was cut video. And you can't find him in a lot of those scenes. If you did not – listen, when you – okay, i got to ask a question. When are you coming out with a hat? Because the black hat drives me crazy.
2: (laughs) I'm like, if you didn't have that black hat, dude, you'd be gone.
1: All right, so so two things on this one. Okay. one is a personal belief that I've gained from experience mm-hmm. uh, and one is a, a very short answer to your question. Okay. I'll go inverse order. Okay. Um, the short answer is it's doable. Mm-hmm. Um, they end up costing me about 14 or 15 bucks mm-hmm. to me to pass on a, from a business perspective, a 30 to $35 cap. Yes, made in America, but that still starts to get a little excessive. Yes. Some guys will still do that. I just don't think that's a really fair ask mm-hmm. of people. Um, the other side of that is most guys have their cap. Yeah, you good know, point. I think a lot of guys have their cap, and I've hunted this cap all the time. It's my lucky cap. I mean, just it's a cap, right? Yep. But from actually, what else, for all of you know, on video, and again, I'll I'll uh, I'll describe this to you. So, geez, this is a melon, man. No, I'm kidding. Okay, so for all of you that can see me in this brilliant hat, no, 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 no. So I personally believe that the brim of a cap creates a dark spot and it draws attention. Um, so what I'm going to go through from those that are listening um, as target looks, right? So if you're at target and you bust them and they look a uh, snap up and look at you, everything can be camo except for this, right? In this mm-hmm. space, but you create this dark black spot. You can see the difference from the light, from the shadows, right? Mm-hmm. It creates that. So if I were to take my face cover, like I normally do, I would have this little dark, circle oval that's right at my eyes and what do we say like don't look at them, right yeah so I say don't look at them. but it in my mind it creates a reference point so what I end up doing um, is I take two face covers I put one face cover on and I invert the other one yeah. so I call it my Trinja, ninja tree ninja style I've seen you like, that you see pretty that slick, right yeah and it, it was actually one of the pictures that went viral two years ago when I launched the closers so I want that that same light to hit me equally Mm-hmm. Both on my forehead as well as my face. If it hits my face one way and it hits, it doesn't hit my eyes. It's gonna play different. And I, again, that mostly this is just from experience. Mm-hmm. Um, when I've worn a, a brim and when I've not, I feel like I've gotten away with more. If that makes sense.
0: I, I can see that. Well, and I, I think it comes also to a lot of guys wear different style hats. I like. I'll wear a structured hat like this hat right here. Again, yep. anyone that's watching the video, you can see this. Uh, if you can't, you know, it's just like a, a basic, you know, kind of like a Richardson, Richardson yeah, ball cap. Um, I like that on some aspects because I like that wider brim, especially uh, walking through the woods. You can pull it down low, don't have anything hit me in the eyes. Yep. Um, also, sometimes I like to wear an unstructured cap. But I think when you get a cap like that or a hat, you can see that that bill sits out too. Mm-hmm. And I think in a lot of situations, especially if you're hunting low to the ground, if you're hunting in situations where, I mean, you're close quarters, deer can see that. When you move your head around, right. they see that bill. Absolutely. That's why, I, back in, I guess, it was Vietnam, guys, don't quote, don't hold me to this. Talking about wearing the old bo- the beanie hat or boonie hat, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just because you can move your head around and you cannot, you, yeah. from a distance, you don't see it moving. Okay. You don't see that bill move because it's all the way around you. Um, I don't know a guy that uh, – one of the guys that Justin. Your, Justin. Yeah, I was just Dude, about he, to bring him up. He, he, like, cut off a face mask yeah. and, like, taped it, oh, yep. and it's freaking so sick. He did it.
1: So, uh, Justin Lecky up in uh, Wisconsin. So, for those of you who don't know me, I really care about my clients. Um, and more importantly, I really want you guys to get involved with my company. So, I, I'll i reference – I've already referenced two now. Um, I love to be able to say, hey, man, Chris Mayo in New York or Brian Economist in PA. I mean, that's just who I am. Chris Durham mm-hmm. in Texas. I love being able to do that stuff because you guys matter to me. So when we hear this kind of stuff, it's it's just people that are passionate about it, and I know them, and I care about them, and I want to give them credit. So he took a booner, took a face cover, and he basically just ripped the face cover apart and then had his wife stitch it into his booner so that he's true broadside camo. So he he also loves face painting. Yes. God, I mean, man, man if you guys want to do if, – if you ever want to do a tutorial or look at some of the, the face paint that this guy does, so he uses hardy face paint. And he he actually did a, a closer version one time. Yes. So he he said he took the face cover, he laid it out, and he painted his face to look like the same camo on the f- the cover on the face cover. Yep. Because he wanted it to all be uniform. I was like, and he he made it legit. It was absolutely awesome. Uh, just kudos, credit. Just little things, but that's that's a good way to show what we as hunters care about. Some are a little bit more relaxed. Some are really passionate about it. Some do go to extremes. Some are just do it. But yeah. So Booner, yeah, it's a little bit more even than a brim
0: for sure, but uh, you know, I got, so I can kind of get behind that on the hat and again. Like I said, everybody has their special hat, like I, I definitely have a couple hats that I will wear o- over other ones, and yes. again, they're, they're never camo, yeah, they're always just like some kind of just, you know, you know, they're brown. I love a brown or tan hat, It's mm-hmm. like my favorite go to, so that's kind of like what I rock. So I think that's a good point, yeah, but stop wearing the black hat when we're doing videos. (laughs) it's like because that dude i'm telling you you sit there and like you still don't see the hat but then you move and that's the first thing you catch is that bill which actually is a great example if you watch that video guys which i know scott's gonna post it up we gotta do we gotta do a little more we gotta do some editing on on a portion of it um but he's gonna post that up on social media you'll be able to see that but literally the first thing i see is not the face mask moving or anything it's literally that bill that hat coming around and you're like oh there he is yeah but uh, now let's talk a little bit about the face mask because I think sure. when I first saw the face mask, I was like, dude, that's a lot of white. <laughs> like, that's the first thing that hit me is like, that is a lot of white. Yes. But in the situations, that, especially where y'all filmed, it, took photos. By the way, Andrew's got like 80 photos for you. Oh, awesome. So he's got, he's got a lot of extras for you. Good. But it's that's the part that you can't see is the face. Even right. with all that white right. on the background and everything, it's ridiculous how you just blend out and you look right through it. Yep. And the next thing you know, what you're looking through actually turns, right. and there's a guy there. Uh,
1: so for those of you who can't see it, if you those of you who can, basically it's the. Let's see if I get my hand right. I'm not a weatherman, so there we go. Yeah. <laughs> basically, it's this section right here. So this, if you were to take the face cover, this block right here. So as you can see there. Um, so for those of you who can't see it, I've got a uh, a white spot that's probably about eight inches wide by about four inches tall, a rough rectangle oval. Um, so half of that runs all across the face cover. And then it's the green branch and that kind of stuff on the other side. So when you put it on in its right orientation, in somewhere to look at you directly, half of your face is white, half of your face is not. But it's in the same scale proportion as the shirt. Mm-hmm. That's part of the important part of that. Yeah. So as that, that proportion needs to stay the same so that it plays evenly. So in this particular example, I'm right-handed, I wear it, and so the white hits my left side of mm-hmm. my face. So we are filming from the left. I'm facing straight ahead, so he's kind of like 90 degrees, and boom, there it is. Yes. But conversely, it works the opposite side of that. But it, it's a lot of fun to it. I'll just say that.
0: Now, now, talk to kind of tell the listeners how you keep the same ratio of white through all sizes.
1: Right. That's a good one.
2: Yes, I think so, it is.
1: Um, remember, it's a picture, it's, a, it's photography. So what we do is we take our size chart. You know, we, I, I have templates, I drop it into the template. And as my small, I can tighten up that image a little bit. So I don't have to stretch or distort or take or move that image as much as I do for a 3XL Mm -hmm. or a 3XL tall, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't have to do those things. But as you get to those bigger ones, you have to move it. And so to keep the size ratio, you're going to make that picture just a little bit larger, and you're still going to scale it and move it appropriately to fit the template. Yes. That's the important part. So it's not, hey, I want this shirt fixed. And you're just going to have to move it. That's the, that's where you get into trouble. If it, let's say, so what by what I mean by that is if the picture was three foot height mm-hmm. and we put that on a three and a half foot shirt, that doesn't work. Yeah. We can't do it. Conversely, if we put, if the picture starts at three and a half appropriately for a three XL and you put that on a small, now it's going to dominate yes. and you're not going to get the colors that you want. So it's all about that template and how it fits and where the ratio looks. So, that's one of the things that my manufacturer and I work with and go, okay, hey, look, this is how it needs to be done. Change this, change that, which I've found a guy that's pretty rare. A lot of manufacturers don't do that. They go, one, one, two, three, A, B, C, this is what we like to do, now go. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, I've, I've found a guy that really likes to work with me.
0: Well, one, one thing I think that's really important on is I don't believe there's any other pattern out there. That first of all really does what you're doing, but also keeps that ratio where they're bumping it up for a larger size, right? Because they're just reprinting everything, and again, they're just kind of mapping out like they would for any other size shirt. So, but for a bigger guy, of course, you got bigger frame, wider chest, you know, maybe taller torso. You're going to need those spaces to open up more. So it, again, it looks correct, right? Because again, if like you said, if you had the the same size uh, gaps and as we're gonna call it gaps right. where the white is. On a small, on a three X, oh. dude, it's gonna. I mean, it ain't gonna look. It's not gonna look right. It's not gonna, it's, look right. it's not gonna have the same depth, right? That it's gonna look like if again you're doing it correct, like you've been doing. So that's yep. that's awesome. That's something I really like about it. Um, now another thing, you know, you do have, you do offer, you know, cold season gear. Yes, you got, you have uh, in the Omega. I know you have your heavy jacket, yep. uh, which is both uh, rain and kind of a cold weather jacket. That's I know right. That you talked about. Um, what is kind of like maybe. Well, I'll tell you one thing. One thing I do like a lot, especially, is your gloves are fantastic. Thank you. And I really like the face mask. So one of the cool thing that Scott does with his face mask is it's almost like a, a cone shape. It Somewhat. Yeah, yeah, it, enough. it flails. Yeah, it, yeah. It,
1: it, it, it kind of looks like a, I, I, call it, I jokingly call it loincloth to my customers. So I mean, you imagine what that looks like. So it, it, it's more of a scoop or a spoon, yes, if yes. you will. Okay. Um, so instead of most of your buffs are your typical cylindrical, you rest it on your neck and you pick it up. And that was the first one I did. There's, I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with it. I did, it's just not what I wanted as an archer. So what I found, I had my second buck opportunity. Second buck opportunity. It's cold. He crosses out. And I've got a, the traditional style buff on. Well, because it had stacked up and bound up so much on my neck i'm trying to find my anchor point and now i'm navigating my buff to get to my anchor point and i i never i never could find it so i never took a shot Mm -hmm. and so i missed on my opportunity because i'm trying to navigate my gear and i went that doesn't make any sense so i looked at it and i cut it and said well how can i cover my face but take it higher so it's 14 it's 14 inches from top to bottom in the front and it's about six inches in the back so imagine if you wrap that it kind of looks like a scoop so I put it kind of at the back of your head, kind of the, the rear crown of your head, and, as you, and then I drape it down over my nose, and it hangs down onto my chest. Mm-hmm. So with that same cover, I cover my ears completely. I cover the nape of my neck for those sunny days. If sun's on my back, I don't want to fry my neck. Um, it doesn't let bugs in from the ears or the neck or down the shirt, um, and I can get under it. So there's enough fabric on the front end where I could lift it up I can take eat a snack, yes I can mm-hmm. eat a have a drink if I want to spit, I can spit. I can do all those things in frame and underneath my face cover because traditionally, if you sit it on down on your shoulders and you raise it up over your nose, it falls repeatedly. You move your head, there's an anchor point, you pull out of it, and you have to reset it. Mm-hmm. so to me, that's extra movement you've got to reset it, you got to reset it, you got to reset it. your hands go up, your hands go down, your hands go up, your hands go down. If we're supposed to be really tight and still in that setting. That's the last thing I want to be doing. I don't want to be navigating my face cover when my target comes
2: out.
0: Yeah, and one thing about the face mask I like is I got away from using a lot of face masks because, like, the the uh, buffs, wherever you want to call them, right. are so tight, especially early season when it's hot. Even, like, trying to cover your nose, you know, it gets hot so you drop it down. Yep. And then you got even more showing up, like, of your face below your eyes, which I, I'm not a big fan of. And then it gets to the point that it's just – for me, I've got a giant head. Andrew, Andrew tells me all the time. Andrew, I try to and put cheeks. One, oh, yeah. Well, I'll try to put one of Andrew's hats on. I mean, dude, it's like this big. Like for anyone watching the video. Like it, is, it fits like the back. Like it feels like a, like a little yarmulke.
1: Yarmulke with a brim. Yeah,
0: exactly. So with any kind of buff or anything, it's so tight on my face, it gets uncomfortable. Right. And the cool thing about that, it's loose, but it falls down. Like you said, it falls down over your face onto your neck. And really almost onto your sternum, especially if you're, like, sitting down. And I like that because it still gives me the full coverage. It, it breathes a little mm-hmm. bit. But, again, it's not snug tight where I'm like, dude, I can't freaking, like, talking or anything right. like that. And it feels like it's in my mouth.
1: Well, from a turkey perspective, you can run a full call underneath it. Yes. You can run you can run grunts underneath mm-hmm. it. You can run turkey calls underneath it. There's a lot of stuff. because Again, it, it plays room. I want you to be able to get into it. Yep. We all know that the, the air doesn't and the sound doesn't transfer as evenly through a material as, a, as opposed to straight to your lips. Mm-hmm. So instead of blowing through something to create it, that changes your grunt, right? Yes. So now it's not that deep guttural grunt that we really, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of that muted tone where it's like I'm a teenager going through puberty type of grunt. It, that's not what we're looking for. So I wanted people to be able to do the things they naturally want to do properly. Yep.
2: In my
0: mind. And I think that's fantastic again. Um, again, is there any kind of, kind of maybe wrap this up just a little bit? Sure. You got any plans for the future? Kind of going on 20, man, into 2019, know. 2020 Batpacks, any kind of,
2: yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. Oh, so,
1: man. you know, with the saddle world blowing up, there's things that I want to do. I, I, I've got probably three ideas specifically. I, I can't share them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going to, I, I don't think I know I will have a prototype. I was actually talking to my manufacturer last night. Sweet. Um, that's beauty of being 12 hours ahead is you just sit there actually it's eight hours, but we start going through Skype and you get to do that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, I think we're going to run some pocket placements and locations, some of the versatilities of a pocket, some of the functionalities of clips, um, you know, adding in loops in particular places that make sense. uh, Just, I think we've got some really fun stuff coming along. It's exciting. Yeah, it really, really is. Um, the Versa light selling like mad upstairs. So it's, that's the reversible. So again, versa means reversible and versatile. Um, so it's the Omega pattern, the closer pattern. It's, it's moving hot and fu- fast and furious. Exactly what I was hoping for when I launched it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can only imagine to take that and then to really get saddle specific, but yet still have features that the non saddle guy can use and benefit from mm-hmm. and I I'm so excited to be able to start talking and doing videos. like, Hey, here's my gear and here's why I created. it. Cause I, some guys are mad scientists with, uh, you know, like out on a limb here with just boom in a day coming up with a perch or, or the Ridge runner or the podium and just kind of throwing stuff together. You know, I, I want to be, I'm excited to be able to say, Hey, this feature is going to be for this. And this is going to be for this. And I'm going to blow your mind with this one. And cause I've taken stuff in the past and go, well, what did I like about snowboarding? And what did I like about golf? And what did I like about this? And how do these things relate to each other? Do they? Mm -hmm. Oh, they can in a proper situation. So, yeah, I'm pretty jacked up for that. Uh, It'll be a 2020 release. I'll probably have uh, probably 10 to 20 guys running in it this fall just to, hey, put me through the wickets. What's this going to do? How do we correct it? Uh, Was that the right placement for that that idea Mm -hmm. or should we change it? So I'm, awesome. Well,
0: and, and just as a, an overview again, for anybody that uh, does hunt in the Southeast or hunts around pines, this pattern, especially the closer absolutely oh, works. So don't, don't let that, uh, you know, scare you. It works fantastic. Again, Scott's going to have a ton of videos and uh, photos of that soon that he'll be able to put out there and let you guys see what it looks like in that environment. So there's no worry at yeah. all.
1: And from a customer perspective, again, I've Australia, Germany, Sweden, Washington, D.C., Connecticut, Maine, Florida. I mean, I I really have covered with with two patterns, greater swath of the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, and getting in international, which is pretty fun. Fantastic. Um, So don't don't hang up so much to you that specifically say, I want a Palmetto or I want a this. Let go of that just a little, little bit. Give me a try. If you're not satisfied, I'll obviously take care of you. Customer service is really important to me. And in my six-year history, y'all, I kid you not, I've had two returns. Two, because I handle everything appropriately. I want to take care of people. I want to make people happy, but I've had two returns in six years.
0: Fantastic. Well, Scott, work can somebody. Find out a little bit more about broadside work, and they follow you also on social media as well.
1: Yep. Um, so website to purchase, uh, broadsidecamo.com. Real simple, broadsidecam com. broadside of a barn, or the shot angle that you want, uh, broadsidecamo.com. Facebook, same thing, broadsidecamo. Boom, it'll hit fast. Um, Instagram, broadside underscore camo. Um, get involved man if y'all have ideas seriously if you have tweaks get involved i've i've done a lot of the stuff because somebody says here's an idea for this what if you did that what if i had this design i'm dynamic enough and i'm the guy right Mm -hmm. i am the manufacturer i i handle everything you don't have to go through a board of approvals to to make a suggestion if it makes sense and it makes hunting better for hunters Mm -hmm. and i think the greater the greater masses will get it then yeah, I'm
2: on board for it. Yeah, so, you're yeah, definitely
0: well you are very much hands on, you're a hands on owner, you listen to the people and you also post questions and stuff all the time. Oh, right. Kind of getting feedback. And that's the that's, cool thing about you. You're very hands on and you're all about the feedback. Well I w I wanna make cool.
1: something that people want. You know that's it, the reason why I created the company is because I there wasn't what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kinda of took the took the flag of saying, Okay, let's do that. And if I want something then somebody else most likely does too, so here we
0: go.
2: Yep.
1: So here it is.
0: Well perfect. Well Scott, once again, man, we appreciate you guys. Make sure you check out Broadside Camo. Uh, Check out on the website, Instagram, Facebook, and also watch out for his video, or a couple videos he's going to be dropping hopefully uh, soon. You'll be able to kind of see this in uh, live action. So once again, guys, uh, we appreciate you listening. Uh, Stay tuned for an upcoming episode. Thank you.
3: you guys seem to really have enjoyed over the last year where we've went to a Q&A format every Thursday on the show where we answer some listener questions. Now, some of the most common ones that we get have to do with gear, but also how to find a good hunting buddy. You know, I'm really lucky to to have a hunting buddy like Jacob. We've been on a lot of incredible hunting trips together over the years, and it's just nice to have somebody that, you know, is always down to go on that, that trip that you've always wanted to go on or, or who'll wake up at three o'clock in the morning and go get that gate before someone else does on public land with you. Whatever the case, Case maybe. And like I said, we get a lot of questions on how do you find, you know, a group of people who enjoy that same thing so you can kind of network and make some connections. The Mobile Hunters Expo is the place to do that. Y'all heard us talk about it last year. And guess what? This year it's happening in Dalton, Georgia. We're going to be there June 28th through the 30th. We're going to be there all three days. We're going to have a booth. You can come talk to us. We talked to a lot of you guys last year, had a ton of fun. So looking forward to that again. But guys, I'm telling you, this is the place to come network. And there's going to be a ton of you guys there. A lot of Southern Outdoorsman podcast listeners are going to be at this show. And actually Friday, June 28th, there's going to be an after hour social after the expo. So what better place to go kind of intermingle, hang out with a bunch of like-minded people and probably pick up a couple new hunting buddies. So you guys don't miss it. It's June 28th through the 30th. I'm telling you, if you listen to this podcast, this is an event you need to be at. Now we'll see you guys at the Mobile Hunters Expo June 28th through the 30th in Dalton,
2: Georgia.